Holly G with the Golf Insiders. Our first tour talk for 2021. Happy New Year, everyone. And checking in with one of our favorites. He's got his prognostications, his crystal ball, his Ouija board, everything as we begin the 2021 wraparound season, or I should say it continues. Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Hi, Bob. Hello. Happy New Year. Hey, it's a great year, uh, especially for those of us that are Buffalo Bills fans, as uh, the Bills are the AFC East champions for the first time in 25 years. Yeah, how about how about that? Bills Mafia. That's hey, so, fun. you know, uh, I'm beginning with, beginning with high hopes. Well, the, Good for you. Good deal. <laughs> the boys are in uh, Kapalua, Hawaii, the Tournament of Champions. A uh, little bit different field this year because of the pandemic. Can you share uh, how they went about this? Right. They, you know, made the decision actually a pretty pretty uh, foresightful decision, you know, several months ago that it wasn't just going to be the 2020 winners. Um, obviously, there was 13 weeks of tournaments lost, and when you're only inviting winners, um, that can mean a pretty small field. And I believe it would have been like only 23 or 24 players if they had stuck to that. So what they said was, if you got to the tour championship, top 30 in FedEx points, you would also get an invite to the tournament of champions, which brought the field up to around 40. So, you know, it's a little bit more than it might normally be. It's sometimes in the 35 player range. And I've heard some, you know, there have been some pushback on this. And but look, it's just a one-off. It's a one-year thing. You know, under the circumstances, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, uh, it's it's not it's it's not a, a horrendous thing to have guys there who were in Atlanta, you know. Um, so uh, and you know, it, I'm guessing next year it goes back to the way it's always been. I mean, there's been talk over the years about having it be for the last two years of winners, so they could boost up the field size a little bit, you know. Right. Uh, but uh, so, but you know, in in this case. I think this was a, was a you know a good trade off and a good way to go about it and uh, you know uh, the guys who didn't win last year you know a guy like Xander you know who, who's out there you know it's it's a great opportunity you know so uh, uh, hopefully you know they somebody might be able to take advantage of it and make sure that they're back at the at next year's tournament champions. Well, uh, Justin Thomas started his twenty. 20 season off with a win here at Kapalua and uh, you know given the way JT played and finished off uh, the year uh, he's got to be one of the one of the favorites absolutely I mean it, it, to me it's almost like the golf season never really ended for him um, you know even though he even though the father-son tournament you know it was basically just two weeks ago a little over two weeks ago um, was only 36 holes. I mean, he had to be there, you know, for for the two days of a pro-am. Um, you know, he's hitting shots on national TV. You know, he, he, he wanted to get his game. He, he didn't want to just show up there without a game. And, uh, you know, he had, he had played fairly recently before that. So, for him, it's just almost a continuation. And, 
I would bet that he's, you know, not everybody shows up at Kapalua, you know, ready to go. Um, and uh, some of them use it as a way to just chip off some rust. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to Hawaii for two weeks. I'm going to I'm going to play a no-cut event the first week, and I'm not going to worry about it too much. So, you know, you have an advantage in that regard. You know, I probably it, it whittles down the contenders even less. So I, I like his chances a lot this week. Well, some guy who hasn't been sitting on the couch and letting uh, much rust set in, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, saw him talking to, I think it was Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel yesterday, and uh, says he's got his ball speed up to 211 miles per hour, Bob, and uh, he's hitting his 8-iron 200 yards. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's kind of sick, isn't it? I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, you know, more power to him. I've sort of admired what he's pulled off here. I, um, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I just, I just sort of hope that, that there's no injuries that are going to come from this, you know, that, that he's not compromised his body in a way where, where he might be hurting himself. You just wonder when you put on that kind of weight and you start lifting weights to get that kind of muscle. Uh, but for now, it's really paying off. And and you know, but I, the other you know the other side of it is, is we saw what happened to him at the Masters. Yeah. You know, you still got to hit the shots. You got to make the putts. You better hit it in play. You know, and he didn't really hit it in play at Augusta. So um, you know, it's and, and he's admitted this. You know, he said, look, you know, it's not not going to work out if I don't uh, if I'm not uh, if I'm not hitting the shot so uh, but I still find it's fascinating to see what he does and especially at Kapalua you know where there's some big down holes you know big downwind holes and or downhill holes also very very wide fairways you know there, there could be some monster drives that he hits this week so uh, as you point out in your story DJ rolls on um I think you mentioned the Masters is less than a hundred days away. Wow. Correct. Yeah, actually, I think tomorrow or uh, Friday is ninety days. So we're all you're basically three months out, and you know, I guess that is a silver lining to all the issues of 2020. We get a Masters really soon. Uh, it'll be here before you know it. Um, and, you know, to me, the big question is, is how are they going to proceed? Um, because, you know, uh, we're clearly not going to be at a point in April where we can have a normal Masters. But I sense that they don't want it to be like the 2020 Masters where there's nobody out there. So, um, you know, what's going to happen? I mean, uh, you know, are we going to get a handle on the case counts? Is there going to be more vaccines? And they do rapid testing, you know, you know, to let some people in. I mean, I think that's going to be a fascinating uh, um, story to see how that plays out as well. Because I think we all would like to see fans back there if it's, if it's safe, uh, even if it's not the full house. Just just because having none was 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 quite odd, you know, or having it next to none, you know, a smattering out there several dozen or a couple hundred at the most um that's that's not what we want the masters to be and uh so they're they're first up though i mean it's funny how that all worked out they gave themselves the most time 
by postponing into November. Right. And we weren't at a point where they could have fans, and now they come right back in April, and they might not be able to have very many. I mean, I think we all sort of feel that maybe by the summer it's possible that we're going to have fans, you know, back in, you know, not full, but, you know, decent numbers at some of these golf tournaments, especially maybe the U.S. Open. But uh, they just happen to step up a little bit early, and, uh, and I'm really curious to see how they do it. Uh, you mentioned that Brooks Kepka, of course, slipped to 12th in the world after starting the year at number one. And, um, you know, obviously Brooks plagued with uh, some injuries, you know, a uh, knee problem in 2019. What do you think's uh, going on with Brooks right now? And how, how, uh, how do you think it's, it's how's 2021 going to be for his year? Yeah, that's a big question. I mean, I out of all the guys that we're kind of wondering about, Spieth and and Ricky Fowler, you know, they've slipped down the world rankings. You know, at least they're not having to worry about injury. You know, Brooks is 12th in the world, but but he was first at this time last year. And seems you know, like forever. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, he he missed the well, he missed the year. The U.S. Open, right? right? Yeah, he missed the U.S. Open because of this. I mean, he, he didn't qualify for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, you know, clearly something was amiss, and he tried to take time off. And you know, you know, he was, you know, he kind of played the, you know, the bold, brave act. You know, he didn't want to use it as an excuse, which I get. But the bottom line is, is it was bothering him. You know, I mean, it, it's it's not an excuse if it's true. And, you know, you wonder, nobody quite knows the full medical story. Like, does he need another surgery? Is he putting that off? You know, is he trying to play? Has he been told, look, you know, it's going to be, you're going to deal with some pain, but you can play. And so he doesn't want to have it. You know, if, if, he, if, if surgery was an option, you sit there and you wonder, why didn't he have it while we were shut down for three months? Right. And just right off last year, you know? So. You mentioned uh, Ricky. Um, really disappointing year for him last year yeah i mean you know ricky's a pretty big surprise he fell out of the top 50 you know and he was right there at mayakova the last event to, to get in the top 50 which would have meant he's in the masters and he missed the cut and i think he dropped to like 52nd you know and so now he's got to get in the top 50 by the end of march and it seems easy enough but, uh, you know, you don't make big jumps in the world rankings unless you, unless you finish in the top ten or even in the top five. And he's not done that much lately. You know, he's been working on a swing change. He's been working with a different coach. Some of it's, some of it's understandable and inevitable. But uh, that's, um, that's still a bit, of a, a bit of a shocker, you know. As good as he is, uh, you know, he's, even though he hasn't won as much as we all think he should, he's been a perennial top 10, top 15 guy. And uh, so, and, you know, I, I, I'm still curious about Jordan. I mean, what's, what's going to happen with him? He's not, now he's in like the 80s, you know, in, in the world. I mean, you know, I realize now we are, six, we are six years removed from his breakout player of the year 2015 season. But, you know, he still did contend at the Masters in 16 and win a few times. And he obviously won the Open in 2017, and he was ranked second in the world. 
He hasn't won since. Yeah. You know, he hasn't even he hasn't even had a top three in almost two years. You yeah. know, it's been like it's been like uh, twenty months. So um, you know, it just uh, some of it defies belief. But you know, there's a school of thought out there that 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 uh, sustained success uh, will be fleeting. You know, it's it's a few year run as opposed to a long career. You know, that doesn't mean you won't have a long career, but but dominating, it, it, it just takes so much out of you. And to stay up there for that long, there's so much depth uh, that uh, a little slip, and it's hard to get back. So I'll be, I'll be very curious to see, you know, Jordan, because he has had a maintained a very good outward attitude about the whole thing. Uh, you know, he's, he's, it's obviously understandable if he were, if he were, um, if he were uh, frustrated, and I'm sure he is, but, uh, you know, he keeps, he keeps grinding at it, and, uh, you know, we'll see if it produces anything. Well, we've got a jam-packed 2021, um, all four majors, the Olympics, the Ryder Cup, so it's going to be interesting to see where, you know, guys start to fall in line for captain's picks. Um, I believe there's six. This year, right? right? Yep. Um, yep. You, 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 Stricker's got a lot of choices to make this time. And, um, you know, we've got, I think we're going to see some new faces. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. I think some guys are going to emerge. You've got a chance to see some guys, you know, the Scotty Shufflers, Will Zeltoris, you know, these guys who've kind of been knocking on the door, um, gaining confidence and, uh, wouldn't be surprised to see that at all. Uh, final thoughts uh, before I let you go. You were at the PNC, uh, the father, son, father, child, whatever we want to call it now. Um, Annika right. and her dad. Uh, just you know, it was a great event. We got to see Charlie Woods. You know, you covered Tiger more than anyone, and you were there watching it up close. Uh, your thoughts. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a nice um, other side to see uh, a tiger and letting us into his personal life a little bit. Um, you know, I know that decision wasn't easy for him. He wants to keep his kids out of the limelight for good reason. Um, his upbringing was completely different in that regard, um, but. I think that little glimpse was was neat, and you know it doesn't have to be that we see that all the time. But uh, you saw what I think you saw is a very well mannered kid on the golf course who's been taught the game by the greatest, and it's rubbed off. Yes, you know the mannerisms, the walk, yes. you know the way he puts his golf glove in his back pocket, the way he fist pumps. Um, you know, uh, and he's got a lot of similarities in the swing, the tempo. Um, and, you know, we learned that, that at the start of the pandemic, you know, Tiger couldn't play with anybody but a family member at his club. So he brought Charlie out and Charlie blossomed when they played together. And I wrote afterward, I, I wondered, you know, is this a way to, for Tiger to remain motivated to, to, to stay good at the game? Like, does he use, you know, like Tiger doesn't need to, 
if Tiger wanted to say, I'm done or I don't need to do this anymore, um, I think we would all understand. But maybe he wants to show his son, hey, maybe it motivates him. Maybe Charlie's golf motivates Tiger. Like, I want to stay as good as I can for as long as I can. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I thought it was pretty cool. And, you know, I think now we get back to letting them be private and Charlie's going to play in some junior events when he can and and we'll see where it goes. I don't think we should make any projections. But for just a, a dad and his son and, and how good they look together, I thought it was really neat. And what's your over-under on Tiger's Quest for 83? Yeah, you know, I, I always, my attitude is never say never. Yes. Um, but, um, you know, God, it's just, he's, it was just so bleak in 2020. I mean, never really even being in it, ever. Um, you know, something's got to change. He's, he's 45. Turn he's 40. got to be able to practice. Turn yeah, 45 on December put, 30th. Got to be able to put in the time. And if you're not able to put in the time and, and physically, then it's going to be really, really hard. Um, you know, I remember we doubted him when he went to Japan now over a little over a year ago, and he shocked us, you know. Um, and Tiger came out and won, and then he, he played really well in the Bahamas, and he was great at the President's Cup. And, you know, it, it turned out to be like, what, an eight-week run. That was it. You know, like he was okay at Torrey Pines last year, tied for ninth, but he was never really in contention. But everybody saw that as that's okay. Yeah, it's a building block for the year. And then he only played one more tournament before the pandemic. And then we thought, okay, he comes back. He'll, he'll, you know, he'll have had time to rest and recover and practice. And, you know, there were flashes, but never, uh, never. Never the you know the tiger that needed to that we needed to see to be able to compete. Well, you mentioned only five players have won a major championship at this age or older. Um, that uh, doesn't yeah. that doesn't bode well for the record books. No, and and actually, you know, uh, what I think two of them were forty five, Hale Irwin and and uh, Jerry Jack. Barber. And Jack was, what, 48? Jack was 46. And then old Tom Morris, which almost doesn't even count. (laughs) Um, You know, because, what, there was 15 or 20 guys playing. So, you know, Julius Boros is the outlier. He was 48 years old when he won the PGA Championship in 1968. And, you know, I mean, certainly guys have won into their 50s, you know, Kenny Perry probably should have won the Masters when he was 49. Obviously, we saw what Tom Watson did at 59 um, at the Open. But, um, you know, it's for Tiger, there's no doubt that he could win a tournament, multiple tournaments, win a major if, you know, if he's feeling good. You know, because when he's feeling good, you know, he hits the ball out there plenty far. He's got still a great iron player. His short game is solid. He's a streaky putter. You know, he needs to have a good putting week. Um, he, you know, he, he just doesn't putt like he used to. But, you know, okay, all it takes is one or two good putting weeks and you could win. But I just don't sense that he's felt good enough for long enough stretches of time to make it work. And I think, you know, that those are the answers that we don't get. You know, we don't really know for sure. 
Well, we've got a, an exciting season ready to start uh, soon. Uh, they'll be teeing it up today. And uh, we go from Hawaii to uh, California. And then soon enough, they'll be here in Florida for the Florida Swing. Bob, who's your pick for the Tournament of Champions? Well, I'm going with what I was talking about earlier. I'm going with JT, the defending champion. I just think, you know, he's motivated. I, I think he's kind of kind of annoyed that he didn't win more last year. You know, he, he won twice, had a lot more chances. You know, he, he's got he's the kind of guy, I think, that when he's really, really, you know, got a, got a little bit of an attitude, it, it, it helps him. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in good form this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Let's see, 20 events he played, 11 top, 10 finishes, two wins, two seconds, and two thirds. Uh, pretty, pretty consistent, JT. Pretty good year. No doubt. All no right, doubt. Bob, as always, we appreciate your time. Thank you for kicking off uh, 2021. Bob Harrig, ESPN.com. Thank you.